Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. So welcome to the podcast this week. It's been a few minutes since I gave more of a personal episode. So I thought it would be fun to just do a solo episode this week. I've got a number of great interviews lined up that are really going to still continue to provide those wonderful tools in the next few weeks. One interview with a dietitian talking about adjustments that we can make to our diet that can really have a great health impact. And then the other with a parent uh, that is talking about what it's like to have a child that has a lifelong illness and how she dealt with that and moved forward. So I think those are going to be super interesting. But this week, I thought we will just kind of move through a few topics, um, just me, just uh, solo. So the first thing I guess that everyone is thinking about is kind of the the world news that we have right now and how heavy it is. And I think that's been a backdrop for a lot of people in terms of managing stress and also caring about what's going on and really feeling uncertain about what they can do. Um, So I think that's a big thing that's happening right now. We still kind of got the challenges with COVID. It's at a really strange time, personally. I'm I'm struggling with it because, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were seeing lockdowns here in Canada again um, with Omicron coming out. And then now things are moving very quickly to reopen. Uh, were there even talk of removing masks? So it's it's a little bit difficult. I think it's going to be such an individual approach for people in terms of how they work through the reopening. It's it's really challenging for me because on one hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, can I actually maybe get excited about things moving forward? But then I think we've all been felt like we've been burned so many times over the last two years that, you know, we think we're kind of getting back into our groove and it's taken away again. So I think there's there's that um, collective trauma, I guess it is, that we're all working through, and, and I'm sure everybody will work through it at a very different pace. But we're definitely entering another period of change globally, and it certainly does feel heavy and challenging. Personally, I've also been taking on um, extra responsibilities at work, and I've found that that's been quite challenging, and I'm looking for more energy in places that I'm not sure I have more energy to give, and, you know, I've I've worked through this in the past, um, you know, when, when my professional career has been more and more, and so I'm just, I'm trying my best to go back to those tools and techniques. But it's, again, adding this other level to already what is a heavy time, you know, um, managing children, managing life, managing the global environment that we have, and then having extra at work. It's it's all challenges. It So I wanted to talk about some of the things that I'm doing to work through this right now. So... I would say particularly 
last week, I had a huge focus on self-care and I really did feel a shift. Um, It's been a few weeks that I've been working in this new role and I've been feeling really stuck. I can just feel it in my body, feel the stress, especially in my chest area. I tend to like really hold a lot of the stress and it just kind of like sits there. And so there were a few things that I really noticed made change. I, of course, did a therapy session, which is always super helpful. My therapist has been so helpful over the past few years. And it, you know, it was so funny because it was one of those weeks where I thought, yeah, I just met with my therapist maybe about three weeks ago. So it was a little bit sooner of an appointment than I normally have in between them. And I thought, ah, I don't even know what I have to talk to her about. Like, I usually try to make a little list in advance of a few things that I'm that have been an issue or that I want to try to work through a little bit more. And I was like, I don't know. I'm uh, I've been so busy. I'm not even sure what I have to talk to. And then of course, it was just like the floodgates. It was probably one of the best sessions that I've had in a long time. There was a lot of relief that I felt in terms of talking through um, certain things, but it was kind of just like opening the floodgates and just, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And it was so helpful and and I felt a huge release with that. Um, I also have been dealing with an issue with my foot. And so I went to a chiropodist this week and that felt really great to kind of address something that had been niggling at me for quite a while. And again, I felt like relief. I felt like I got some answers about what's going on. And I just, I felt like, oh my gosh, I've really taken care of myself. Like this is just something that's been bothering me and I wanted to get addressed. I also went to my osteopath this week. So it was a super heavy week. I had fallen and I typically have um, some alignment issues and back issues that I'm going for, but then I also slipped on the ice. So it was like a great time to have had this appointment set up and of course, really helpful. I always feel a lot better when I leave the osteopath and um, kind of then have that day or so of healing after. And then I also met with my naturopath late in the week. So like I said, super, super heavy appointment week. And I was kind of dreading it when I looked at the week because I thought, oh man, I've got so much going on and yet I've got all these appointments. This is gonna be a really tough schedule to keep. Yet honestly, By the end of the week, I felt like it just so paid off for me um, because I got so much from all of these, you know, appointments that were really for myself. You know, there are weeks where I do a lot of appointments for the kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so's got to go to the dentist and then we're going to this naturopath and we're going, um, you know, to the doctor and we've got all these check-ins and and some weeks when it's not for me, it is definitely a lot, but I really felt great um, getting the support, I think it was this week. And again, with my naturopath, we had um, 
some more focus on drilling down on my health. And so it was a three-month check-in. Hadn't met with her in a couple of months. Kind of gave an update on the protocols that I've been doing around hormones. So trying to reduce some excess estrogen and then also around removing mold, doing some of the things that Dr. Krista mentioned in her episode when she was on the podcast. And then one of the things that I did flag was that I've had some resurgence of my psoriasis and I've been really feeling bummed out about that. It's been creeping back on one of my feet and I really, I just hate it. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know, part of the reason that I'm gluten and dairy free was really spurned from my issue with psoriasis and trying to clear that up. And and generally, it's been really great. But this winter, I've just noticed a little bit more um, coming back than usual. And I know psoriasis is often exacerbated in the winter because it's cold and dry and um, the skin, you know, does tend to get um, thicker. And so, yeah, I was... I always expect a little bit, but this year has been a little bit more than usual. So one of the things that we talked about was beyond removing gluten and dairy was to also remove nightshades. And so she wants me to try that for three months. And basically, if you're not familiar with what nightshades are, they are Um, certain plants, so potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, a number of different things go under the nightshade family. And so there are tons of things that aren't nightshades, like sweet potatoes aren't nightshades. Um, Oh, eggplants also are nightshades. But, um, you know, when I think about my list of vegetables, there are tons of things that are not on this list of things to remove, like cucumbers, lettuce, spinach, um, you know, um, cabbage, a lot of the broccoli, cauliflower, all of those things. So I know in my head that there are tons of things that I can still eat. But of course, the moment that feeling of restriction comes on, I get a little bit nervous um, because I already do a lot in terms of the removing gluten and dairy from my diet. And I'm also really trying to work on not restricting certain foods in and around um, my past issues with focusing and over-focusing on weight loss. And so it's a little bit challenging, I guess, to get my head around, but I do think it's worth it because what she'd like me to do is remove them for three months and then see where I'm at. And, you know, it may be that nightshades are not a problem, but I do know that a lot of people, especially with autoimmune conditions, do struggle with nightshades. So it's really got me thinking a lot about the things that I serve, um, in our home for dinner, like I'll often make a meal and then put 
fresh veggies on the side like cherry tomatoes is a big one or you know I'll do something where it's got a potato with it or um, definitely tomatoes are huge like I love chili everybody loves spaghetti we do like a gluten-free spaghetti in the house with turkey Um, also I do like a goulash that has like a stewed tomato and so it's just kind of wrapping my head around how to make some of those changes and you know she was very good my naturopath said focusing on that 90% would be my best bet you know it's not about being perfect it's not it but it's about kind of trying to remove the majority do my best and see how it goes I also yeah same with peppers we do a lot of I do a lot of just you know cut up a yellow pepper, put it on the side as a vegetable that everyone can munch on and throw it in salads and things like that. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for sure. The first few days have been fine because I've just, you know, oh, I'll just choose something else. But um, as I start to get into that, um, searching for new recipes for dinner or you know, leaning back on some of our old favorites around dinner time, I I think there will be some challenges in trying to rework this. The other option is to cook some of those things like spaghetti that everybody loves and then I'll just have something else or I'll take the meat out, some meat out for me before... Um, I add the tomato sauce. There's there's tons of ways to get around this. And in a way, I feel lucky because I know what I did when I removed gluten and dairy from my diet. I focused on all of the things that I could have, not on the restriction. And I focused a lot on making things in new ways or, you know, creating an alternate kind of side meal for myself that was a play on whatever everybody else was eating. So I know I can do it, but um, yeah, I was just, I guess, a little bit surprised. And um, it's it's challenging because those are foods that you often would consider to be healthy. You know, tomatoes, lots of vitamin C, peppers, the same thing, like red pepper and, and everything has like great vitamins. And we focus so much on eating the rainbow. And actually the other day I had this salad And I thought, oh, I feel like my rainbow's missing because it didn't have the peppers and the tomatoes and stuff in it to like give it that real batch of color. It was just mostly green. So that's something I'm going to have to think about is, is there a way that I can um, make things still be interesting and exciting while removing some of these vegetables? And then of course, potatoes. It means, you know, no sneaking fries from the kids and things like that, that I like to do. Um, I'm going to have to really, really try to not have the potato. So whatever, it will happen. And I'm excited actually to see whether it will cause a shift in my psoriasis and maybe just my health in general. Because like I said, I do know there's a a real connection for some people with nightshades and autoimmune conditions. The other thing that's really been supporting me the past uh, little while has been, of course, exercise. I'm always talking about exercise and how important it is. But sometimes I will say I feel like I am just doing it because I'm like, I know this is good for me. I'm going to go do this exercise. And it doesn't always feel energizing. But the past few months, I've been working out 
pretty, um, well, definitely consistently, but I would say I've, I've upped my game a little bit and, and I am feeling good. So I got my Peloton spin bike three months ago and it's honestly been a great addition to my home gym. I, it's hard. Like I find my legs the first month or so my legs were very sore like and my hips like I could really feel it and now I'm finally starting to get where I feel like I'm getting that base strength and I can you know up the resistance a little more I follow the um the pre-recorded or the live sessions with the instructors so that you know you get that motivation you get the fun music you get the instructors um calling out you know different cadences and different levels of resistance to use and so I'm definitely feeling that I am getting some strength back in my legs after kind of feeling like I was losing some of my fitness level because I had all these broken machines. I had a broken spin bike, a broken treadmill and and I wasn't as able to get in those workouts. The other thing that I've done is I saw a core challenge in the new year. It was um, through Peloton and it was the Crush Your Core 2 challenge. And I thought, you know what? I hate doing core exercises. Like I will throw them into weightlifting and, you know, after I do a couple sets of something, I'll maybe do some core work and then, you know, throw another few sets and then maybe do a little bit. But like, I really don't like it. And I was getting to the point where I was skipping it more than I would like to admit. And so I thought, okay, new year, this is actually what I really need. I need core strength because it helps with running. It'll help with the spin bike. It helps my back from being as sore when I'm holding my core more firmly. And I had just noticed I had lost a lot of that. And so I did the first, the four weeks of this core challenge and it was hard. Same. Like some of them were five minutes. Some of them were 10 minutes. There was a 20 minute one near the end. And I'm not used to doing like full core workouts, but I, I did it and I, it was hard, but I made it through and felt really good. And I started to actually feel stronger. Like I could feel like, yeah, I can do these planks. I can, you know, do some of these crunch work and, and everything. So then when I finished that month, I thought I really shouldn't stop. I don't want to lose this momentum. I don't want to just all then go back to like, yeah, now I don't do core work that often anymore. So I then signed up for, there was a Crush Your Core Challenge 1 way back, I don't know when. And so I was like, I'm going to take that program now too. So then I did the four weeks of that and same thing. I feel like it's it's gotten me into a place where I'm kind of holding myself a little bit um, my, like better, my posture has been better. Um, and I'm starting to feel the benefits in my running and stuff like that. So it's been great. I would totally recommend doing those core challenges because it's hard to convince yourself. Yeah, I'm going to do 10 minutes of core every single day. But when you have the fact that you're in a challenge and you want to you know, get all the sessions in that they planned for you that week. It it can be really helpful. And like I said, I did it through Peloton. Um, and it's it's been really great. I know they have a lot of just general core strength classes, so I may start to check those out after. But part of me is like maybe I should just do Crusher Core 2 again and just kind of keep these going. 
every month. Just sign up for the four weeks. The other thing was I got my treadmill fixed at the end of December. So I have been back on the treadmill and I really decided that because I was also at the same time um, using my spin bike, it had kind of just come a month earlier. So my body was adjusting to that. I was like, I'm going to take it really slow getting back into running. And I had still been doing some outdoor runs. Uh, but with the weather getting worse and worse throughout December, it was starting to peter off. So um, it's been really good having the treadmill back, I have to say. Like, it's hard. It's definitely, I always find running to be like my most challenging workout. Um, but it's getting those sweats going has just been amazing for my mental health. I just felt so much more clear The endorphins are amazing and I feel there's something about running where I just on the treadmill, I can get that good groove. I feel accomplished. I feel like, yes, you know, even in 20 minutes or half an hour or today I did like 45 minutes on there. Like I just feel like I can get my body warmed up. I can get a great sweat happening. I feel really good. It just makes me feel like myself. So that's that's been amazing. And I am just so happy that, you know, these pieces are coming together. I'm still weightlifting, but it just hasn't been my huge focus. Um, where kind of getting this the cardio stuff back, getting those sweats on, I think it's it's been a really good addition to have those back. So that's been one of the main ways that I've been supporting myself through this. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, you know, fitness, it's also for mental health. But for me, it really is. Like, honestly, I did a leg boot camp last weekend through Peloton. So if you're not familiar, you do a warm up on the treadmill, you do some intervals or whatever jogging, Um, they walk you or they jog you, I guess, through that. And then you do some running. And then you get off, you do some leg weightlifting. Then you get back onto the treadmill, you do running again, maybe some sprints. And then you get off and you do another weightlifting session. And it felt great. And then afterwards, I was on the Bowflex doing some leg extensions and then just doing some extra legs to, to kind of get more of a weightlifting session in. And I started to tear up. I was like watching a show and it was just like this most amazing release of energy, just letting out, you know, whatever. And I do have that happen. I have that happen I don't want to say regularly, but I definitely have it happen on the spin bike, on the treadmill, even during this leg session where you just like let out some tears and you just feel amazing. It's like the negative energy just kind of like works itself out or the emotions that are built up in there just kind of work their way out. And so anybody who doesn't get the the mental health aspect, I... I just, I can't understand why because it is just so, so powerful. And then also the feeling of like accomplishment and I can do it and the way that it settles your mind in a way that um, nothing else really can. So 
definitely, definitely recommend supporting yourself with exercise. And then I'm also trying to spend a little more time doing nothing. This is what I'm always hearing from my therapist. Even my naturopath was saying that. Like, you need to take time sometimes to do nothing. And I personally really struggle with that. I'm always like, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. And I often don't take that time to just be like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and read a book or I'm going to watch a new show. It just doesn't happen. It's always, you know, doing something for the kids or, and so I've been really trying to even find, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour to just kind of have a little bit of time, whether it's taking a bath or, you know, doing a meditation. I have definitely been meditating more over the last few weeks. That's been Another key thing, I've been trying to take, you know, 10 minutes if I'm feeling out of sorts, just meditate and whether it's doing um, one of the Peloton meditations, just doing a self-led meditation, just laying there and kind of letting my thoughts um, slow down a little bit, any of those things just to really help me. And if you want to hear more about meditation, there are tons of meditations on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. And also you can check out the episode, How to Breathe Like a Badass with Hannah Jane Thompson, where she talks a lot about the benefits of meditation. And I've been really trying to put that into practice ever since I spoke with her and relying a lot more on meditation to to help me as well. So I hope that maybe some of this has given you a few ideas of ways to get through this challenging period or any challenging period that you're maybe dealing with. Um, and the other thing is that I mentioned at the top a little bit, I'm, I'm just starting to hold some excitement for the future. So that like maybe maybe I'm going to be able to travel again, or maybe I'm going to be able to feel comfortable enough to do a few things. That's been another big thing that um, I'm letting myself indulge a little bit in thinking of like, well, maybe I could do this or just because we've went through so much with COVID and, and just trying to think about what does the future look like and what can we enjoy. And I often feel that way heading into the summer anyway, because summer holidays are usually more fun and a time to get out and, you know, do more on the weekends and stuff like that. So I think I'm just starting to get that little bit of like, oh, maybe it's going to come and, and there's going to be fun happening and, and, you know, those feelings of excitement there. So hopefully there's something that you can look forward to and some ideas that you can put into practice. Definitely, if you don't have a kind of healthcare team or, you know, a personal care team, I would totally suggest, um, getting that together. So for me, you know, I like things like acupuncture and osteo, going to the osteopath, um, doing therapy, going to a naturopath, but anything that is helping you to support you, whether that's maybe a yoga or a meditation space that you like, um, it can be really anything. And maybe it's just making that doctor's or dentist appointment that you've been putting off forever, but you sort of feel that niggling like, oh, I'm not taking care of myself, right? Like sometimes just 
actually doing those things can make you feel the best. You know, maybe it's like you were supposed to get blood work done, but you've been too kind of busy or afraid to get it done. Just, you know, tackling some of those things so that you can say, yeah, you know what? I took care of myself today. And trust me, it feels good. It feels good to feel like, you know, you're kind of getting caught up on things that you need to do for you. So I hope that everybody is doing well and that you are all learning to slay the beasts. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi, ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.